0: Hey everybody this is the Simpsons show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you i am fantastic robbie this episode
1: was completely perfect in every way nothing could be changed to make it better it
0: makes total sense i mean i don't know i feel like i'm sensing some like pessimism some negativity from matt i kind of like this episode it's fine it's all right Really? Because I really would have thought you of all people would be like, mm, I don't, I don't I, think I'm so. I'm not saying it's perfect or anything. There's problems with it, but there's, it's not. I, there's parts I liked. I don't know. It largely sticks together. It's there about- are
1: definitely parts I liked. Uh, I just I feel like my biggest problem is the same problem we have with a lot of these. So it's like, oh, it doesn't start until like two thirds
0: of the way through. <laughs> uh, half. Uh, hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash Show For only $2 a month, you can gain access to a bunch of bonus podcasts, bonus episodes, mini-sodes, reviewing every animated show that's ever existed. That's not true, but there's a lot of them. I encourage you to check it out. Thank you, everyone, who supports us on there. This week's episode is All's Fair in Oven War. It really is. You're (laughs) allowed to use pigs and booze. Let's, sorry, sorry, man. Matt. Wait until we get to the contest where you can complain. All right, this is not the complaining okay. part of the podcast. This Episode FABF twenty originally aired November fourteenth, two thousand and four. Written by Matt Selman, directed by Mark Kirkland, received a six point seven rating, number one on Fox that night. And here I got a. We have a correction from last week's Ooh. episode uh, from friend of the show Andrew Bloom, who told me that the reason. That um, the, the Halloween, well, in the last week we did Tresmar, and TRSR, and it was in November. And it wasn't football. It wasn't football, most likely. It was baseball, baseball postseason. Oh, of course. So the pl- baseball playoffs games would go longer, and so they would just, and they would always be showing the Simpsons like at 10 o'clock at night or something. So they just went, nah, just start in November. So it's not football, but baseball. Um, the couch gag. Family is launched in a catapult over the horizon. That's all right, you know. It's, it was it's not, it's not bad. Um, this episode begins with a family watching television. They're watching Blackula meets Black Dracula. Uh, so black exploitation for you. I know uh, Matt's an expert on black exploitation movies. He, they're Absolutely. his favorite. He knows all of them. It's all, it's- uh, every single one I knew,
1: he, I know them all, and I am considered a cultural expert on Black culture of the seventies. Loves
0: Petey Wheatstraw. That's Matt's favorite movie. He did. You, uh-huh. do, do you know what Petey Wheatstraw is? No clue. Okay, good to know. So uh, they're watching that. There's some 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 black exploitation jokes in there. We get Bart coming in with a bunch of cookies and business cards. He got them from an open house next door. They're selling the house, I guess, on the other side. Of the of the Simpsons house, the the neighbors we've so never they've had
1: a ton of different neighbors live in. They've had Ruth Powers. They've had uh, the episode Patton Oswalt was in.
0: I thought Ruth Powers lived across the street. You Maybe you're right about that. I don't. I, don't know. I thought they were across the street. Flanders is always on the right side, but then it doesn't really. Springfield is malleable and it it changes <laughs> constantly. It really is. Uh, but they're they go in the they go to look at the open house and and Marge. Wants to see what's inside. I mean, that's fair enough. I th- I think if I, if there was an open house, literally a house next door to mine, I would go look. It's an open house. Why not? Um, And cookies, free cookies. Free cookies is always a good thing. They look like either chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin. In either case, I am down. I don't think there is a cookie that they could have that I would go. No, thank you. Fair. fair. I, I don't care what, I mean, even if it was a cookie, I'm like, eh, on, I would still go. Oh, it's free. Whatever, it's freshly baked. They usually do that trick too. They freshly bake cookies, make the house smell nice. That's a trick, realtor Ooh, trick. Yeah, makes the house smell really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we see this other house, and it's really nice inside. Um, and Marge, especially the kitchen. Marge herself, yes, very. Str- I mean, frankly, same Marge. That's a really nice kitchen. Uh, that's a, that's way too nice of a kitchen for the size uh, and the location of the house that is in. You know, appearances can be deceiving, Matt. Right? Maybe the kitchen makes up 75% of the house. I was going to say that. that's what it looks like. <laughs> it's it's bigger on the inside. It's like a it's like Doctor Who. Artists. Yeah, it's exactly. Um but we see this beautiful modern tech fancy kitchen with a Sub-Zero refrigerator. Is that a thing? I think it is but it's one of those things where they don't
1: really matter all that much. And it's just a thing for rich people to waste their money on. I've never bought it. I've literally never bought a refrigerator in my life. So I'm going to have, you're not going to find one of those at an actual appliance store. You have to go to like the fancy appliance stores. So
0: ooh,
1: it was was one of those things that was the rage in the early two thousands. And then everyone realized, Oh, this is pointless. And there are other practical upgrades to an appliance, like putting, making a smart fridge. That's totally worth more than a sub zero
0: fridge. I don't, is it that, no it's not never ever get a smart fridge it's the dumbest thing yeah i was like i don't want to have to deform or upgrades on my fridge um we go to the simpsons kitchen and it is falling apart
2: homie when i married you i knew we wouldn't live in luxury
3: and i kept that foe mm-hmm.
2: but seeing that kitchen today made me wish we had something a little better for ourselves
3: I'll build you a new kitchen, sweetie. Oh, homie, that's
2: so thoughtful. But maybe we should hire a professional contractor.
3: A contractor? Those guys are the biggest crooks around. They charge for materials and labor. Pick one, jerks. Oh, Homer,
0: that's that's not how physics works. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's a... I don't know, Matt. I I don't mind. I I honestly don't mind. I mean, I yeah. This this first act is really long, and it takes a while to get anywhere. But I will say, it gets to the topic of Marge wanting this kitchen and the and, and Bart finding these play dudes. Like it gets to these topics relatively early. The plot quite has quite hasn't arrived, but. It is like talking about it. It is focusing it on Marge and her feelings pretty early on. That's true, but I feel like the actual plot of this episode is
1: Marge entering the cooking competition, and you know, uh, the cheating and the the, uh, and the other people being jerks, and her letting Lisa down. And I feel like this is a larger than usual inciting incident to the inciting incident kind of thing, where it's like, okay, the inciting incident is, oh, they go next door to this kitchen. The kitchen's really nice. Or this open house, the kitchen's really nice, Marge wants that. Okay. So then Marge, they spend the entire first act getting the kitchen prepped up, and then in the second act, they get to the point where, oh, now Marge is using this fancy kitchen to make nice food, when instead of all of this contractor jokes and home improvement jokes, they could have just said, oh, Marge wants to make something fancy for
0: some reason, and gone with it. I mean, I here, in this case, in this instance, there's not, I don't, I wouldn't, What else are you going to put here? Like, I don't think it needs more development. I think, one... I think the B-plot is actually pretty good. Oh, I agree. That's actually one of my favorite parts about this episode. The B-plot's fun. And I think... I think the Marge plot is as much as it needs to be. And frankly, they get into the plot in this first act. Like, there is, like, more... Like, they... they, I think they hold off for this really long first act. Because they wanted something punchy to end it. It's not just, oh, Marge... Because typically this first act would end with Marge has a new kitchen and she makes something with it, or they end with a gag and that she has a new kitchen, probably the, the two weeks later, it costs a hundred thousand dollars gag. And then it cuts, but they add three minutes and we get more plot in this first act. So I don't mind as much. It's still, you know, wasting some time with, I don't know. I don't mind some of these contractor gags, some of the remodeling gags. Maybe it's because my dad's worked in construction his entire adult life. Yeah. So it's kind of you know close to home to me, because um, I mean frankly that contractor is seems way more put together than most contractors I've met in my entire life.
1: Oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> like that's that's one of my favorite things about this—the contractor jokes where everyone's like. The, that contractor seems like oh yes i know exactly what i'm doing i've even got a guy to be creepy for you i'm like man i wish most contractors could have that
0: instead of their actual workers being creepy that'd be really nice i mean i'm also it's also like having dealt with lots of subcontractors it's not always the contractor's fault when they think they have an electrician lined up and the electrician is like nah i got four other jobs i gotta work today i'm gonna have to push off your job until three weeks from now and they're <sighs> like well what, what do i do I got to have an inspection today. Well, I'm sorry. I can't, I, this other guy's paying me more money. Cause this is another job I put, I pushed off for, th- for three weeks. I'm going to do that today. You're going to wait three more weeks. So it's not always the contractor's fault. Um, this is a lot of construction talk for this podcast. Um, we both have too much experience. But... Oh, I do. Homer is remodeling the kitchen because they don't want to hire a contractor. At least not yet. Um, and in doing so, Uh, It rips open the ceiling above a fixture and a bunch of old play dudes come out. And this is probably one of my, I don't know, I guess it makes sense, but Marge is very much a prude in this. She's like, Oh my God, play dudes. How dare you look at these pictures from 40 years ago. Okay. Boomer. (laughs) It's very, I don't know, even that like, but she's, that's the thing man. they're hippies are like, that's what Marge is and Homer, right? They're hippies to me. And they don't, They're not prudes. They're very much like, eh, sex, whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, That's true. I don't know. I feel like this is kind of within their characterization because
1: Marge is one of the people who is very, I want to say secure, but also
0: not super secure in her relationship. I don't know. It feels like very much like, eh, whatever. They're old. I think she would, I, here's what I would, I would say this, and I would say that Marge, in this case, would cut out those pictures because she doesn't want Bart to see them. I think that's ultimately why she would cut out the pictures. Not that's to prove cool. not to prove some point to Homer about, oh, Homer, does reason for the articles. I think she would go, no, Homer Bart might, you can keep them, but Bart might see them, and I don't want him to see them at, at so young of an age, so I'll cut out the pictures. And Homer might say, oh, and he might keep them just to cover his own whatever. But she cuts out all the pictures, Homer throws them away, because he doesn't want them without the pictures. <laughs> and Bart and Millhouse find the play dudes
3: whoa
4: play dudes let the blossoming of Millhouse begin I gotta be honest I don't see what all the hubbub is about hey the lady in this picture is hot she can calamine my hives anytime that's congresswoman Bella Abzug ciao Bella the grown-ups in this magazine are pretty cool I could make the treehouse look like this. Then we could have orgies, whatever they are. <laughs> we'll be play dude playmates. playmates. We are play dude playmates. We yep. are play dude playmates.
0: Yup. I, I yeah, they this I I know, I really like this. This is the B plot. Bart and Millhouse find play dudes, and without the pictures, just start absorbing Just the culture the, the 50s culture <laughs> it's not it's 60s largely i don't think there's okay I, you're right your 60s it's i mean it, it does uh, you know use some of the, the jazz influence but it's like 60s bastard stuff and it's very 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 outdated um even though playboy did you know have like you know they may everyone makes the jokes oh yeah buy for the articles but playboy did have like great writers and and cartoonists and stuff in oh their, yeah their in the fiction magazine. writers and even their investigative journalism was surprisingly top-notch back then yeah so that that's not that you know you shouldn't that not to be discounted it's it's whenever where wherever you can find any kind of publication willing to pay journalists artists money to create good stuff i'm for it um But now the boys don't have the pictures. And I think that's what I really like about this B plot is that they are boys. They're just kids in this. There's not, they are, you know, they're naive and innocent. And it's driven by that. It's not, it's not, it doesn't, it just treats Bart and Milhouse like, hey, they're 10
1: year olds. They don't know what they're doing. That's true. And it's always funny to see 10-year-olds exposed to
0: things that are just a little beyond. <laughs> yeah, they're like, an orgy? What's an orgy? Um, so Homer eventually, we, we see a lot of remodeling. There's a couple montages of Homer trying to remodel and messing stuff up. And Marge just finally calls a contractor. Uh, it takes two years to finish and costs $100,000. Which, you know, kitchen renovations. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know about 100000 That's a lot. That's true. It's probably closer to like 40000 <laughs> Yeah, like I could buy like, you know, 30, 40 grand if you really go crazy. Their kitchen looks incredible. Which they definitely did. Yeah, that's an incredible looking kitchen by the end of it. So no problem there. Um, So we get uh, a potluck scene where Marge has made wasabi chicken wings, which everyone is smitten by. Of course. Of course. And we got another, another Thomas Pinchon sighting with his paper bag. I don't know why that gag never gets old for me. I just like I I've never even read any Thomas
1: Pinchon novels, and I really need to. Don't, but that's <laughs> don't no.
0: Oh, are they not good? Oh no, I thought he was a good author. I mean, here I respect Thomas Pinchon, but they are the longest books. For I don't. I am I am at a point in my life where if you're, if you're writing five hundred thousand words you you got to have a real good reason for it all right there's not and i can't i've tried like gravity's Rain, like i've tried it's just so much and i can't get like it's good prose he's a good writer i just it's so long i need a i need something more um nothing against i don't know matt i knowing you matt you maybe you could push yourself through 500,000 words of just uh, maybe when I was younger. I don't know. I my attention span is, <laughs> it's, is it's, cratering these days. It's yes, too much to do. Same, same, same. And that's what I that's Thomas I and I appreciate Thomas Pichon also, you know, appearing in The Simpsons and making fun of himself. He he does he, he helped write the jokes for himself in this episode. And he, I appreciate that. Um so everyone's kinda happy that Marge Marge now she has a new kitchen. She's cooking nicer food. She's feeling good about herself, right? Um, because everyone likes the new food, they're like, "Oh, this is not just the normal, boring casseroles. This is C- oh fancy casserole." I love. Hey, I-, I love that joke. I don't know why. I'm good with loaf rolls. Like, I will eat tra- trash rolls are my favorite. I love trash rolls. Mm-hmm. Those are the best. Right. So we've we March is now like, oh, I'm, I'm I got a new kitchen and I'm cooking better. Like, oh, I'm feeling good. Then she learns about a new. Contest, new cooking competition, and decides to enter. Aren't you know? I thought
1: I was Springfield's wing ding king, but uh, you make my chicken look like diddly doo doo. Great stuff, man! You know I was going to enter this here Oven Fresh Bake Off, but uh, up against you, I wouldn't have a Hindu's chance in heaven.
4: If you win, Oven Fresh Industries will make you the new face of anti Oven Fresh.
2: Come on, Marge. It's either you or. I guess it would be a hoot to have my face on everything. Well, Mrs. Simpson, you must pursue your dreams. Like my old dream of coming to America and starting a family. Or my new dream of ditching my family and sneaking back to India in disguise. Apu? Never heard of him. My name is Steve Barnes. Robbie,
1: how do you feel about Steve Barnes' jokes in this episode? I don't like him. Uh, Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. I just like... Really, this is a poo now. He's trying to just run away from his family and do it in a pr- incredibly stupid way. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's it's 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 not really the Steve Barnesness of it that I don't like. It's more just the Pooh character. Like, I don't want a Pooh to be like some want to be some deadbeat dad because he has a bunch of kids. He should want to be he's always been a tireless worker who wants to do the best for himself and now for his family. I still want that to be the case. I want him to be a good person. That's largely it. I just want our characters to be good people at heart, not terrible monsters when we abandon, abandon their families. Um, so Marge decides to enter this contest, and she makes dessert dogs, which are th- food that looks like hot dogs but are actually dessert. It's made of cake, and they look delicious, to be fair. Deep-fried cookie dough. Yeah, hell yeah. Give me that. I can feel my heart stopping right now. I don't care. It's worth it. It's worth it. Um, So the family loves him. Marge submits that recipe to the competition, and we get the letter back, deciding if she's a finalist or not.
4: Mom, a letter from Oven Fresh Industries. Well, open it, open it, open it. Thank you for applying to the Oven Fresh Bake Off. Every year, many wonderful cooks fail to qualify. (sighs) But screw them! You're in! Congratulations! Oh, my God! Someone somewhere says I'm better than someone
3: else! I'm proud of you, honey.
2: (laughs) Sorry, Ralphie. The Bake Off rejected your recipe.
4: I want to be in the Bake Off!
2: There, there. I think your grilled crayon sandwich was delicious.
4: You only had a pretend, bright.
2: No, I'm eating it.
0: Look. Mm. Mm.
4: Can you taste the thumbtacks? Ah, oh, crap.
0: That's a that's a good Ralph gag. It is. It is. I feel so bad for Chief Wiggum. That's the good. That's that's what I want. This is the Ralph gag I want. All right. Yes. I don't absolutely. want. I don't want pyromaniac Ralph i don't i I don't need Ralph going like into a slaughterhouse, Ralph that oh, weird God. that weird gag. it's just
1: Ralph being a dumb kid, yeah. and the adults around him taking him more serious than they probably
0: should, oh yeah, and wake uh, because his dad he's like oh, okay yeah i'll 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 soldier on and take a bite of this you crayon- gotta humor your kids' Crayon sandwich, oh no, there's some text in it um, but with that, Matt, we go to commercial nine nine minutes and thirty seven seconds in very long first act. A very, very long first act, which is good for me. So I have lots to talk about.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we have Kent Brockman covering the bake-off and making some lame jokes because he's a newscaster. That's what newscasters do. Uh, We see Bart at school, and the other kids at first think, oh, it's so strange that he's weird. But Bart does the non-kid thing and just kind of brushes it off, which immediately makes the other kids intrigued by his new attitude. Uh, Of course, he's also wearing a robe and smoking a bubble pipe. Because he's basically supposed to be a young Hugh Hefner at this point. Um, So uh, then we go right to the competition uh, where we see Marge with the other competitors. And it turns out they're huge jerks. Oh,
3: don't mind Billy. His oven light's on, but nothing's cooking. (laughs) So, what you making,
2: Marge? Well, Stuart, I'm making a dessert that looks like a hot dog, but it isn't.
3: You're making a tasty fake? Oh, that is so 90s. Why don't we all move to Seattle and use slow modems? (laughs) (laughs) Yo,
2: Marge, your recipe, she is pathetic. She is not.
1: So, yes, uh, at this point, we see how the competition is going to go. Everyone is going to be far more cutthroat than Marge originally intended because she just wants to compete on the merits of her food. But everyone else is like, no, that's not how we do it.
0: I mean, they haven't done anything
1: untoward yet. They've just been mean so far. True. But it's obvious it's not going to be a
0: Great British Bake Off kind of competition, which we can all only hope to. Being competitions like those. I, I was thinking the entire time I was watching this. Man, I was like, "Have the The Simpsons haven't done a Great British Bake Off episode yet? Oh, Why have it Oh my gosh! Why not? Hey, Marge, get Marge in the Great British Bake Off! Come that on! Be, oh my gosh! Yes, okay,
1: Robbie, spec script time. Put that in the put that in the bank.
0: Uh, no, I got uh, I okay. got time. I got I don't got time to write, man. I got I got to write four hundred horror novels. Gotta in I got to write books. I got to write yeah. four hundred horror novels in the next three months. Okay.
1: Uh we go back to Bart, uh, who has all the kids over to his treehouse. He's uh playing some jazz, really liking it. Uh James Kahn is there in the kiddie pool and taking up all the room and telling inappropriate stories for children because it's it's James Kahn. Uh we it's also very heavily implied that he's hooking up with Mr. Krabappel because he does not want to challenge I all that,
0: right.
1: I, I like that. I Oh, the, I love that. The... I, I sound like I didn't love it, but that's one of the spots when he <laughs> says, Some guys like a challenge, not me. I die laughing to this
0: day. And I've seen this episode like seven times, and it, it always gets me. I think I've actually have seen this. I've, I've mentioned last week that I didn't think I've ever seen that Tree of House of Heart. I think, I think I have seen this episode once, once a long time ago because oh, wow. a couple of the gags from I, the Homer remodeling stuff. I remember some of that. Um, I really like the James Kanye Cony- like Some men like a challenge not me. Uh like it's just very he's just like yep nope, that's just that's who I am. Um this is this is you know James Caan was one of the one of those uh, all guys always at the grotto back you know with the rat pack and all those all that those mm-hmm. those the, those that era of Hollywood and I think it's I don't know it, it is again I think having him there is also it it helps because he is the genuine thing. He is the genuine uh character who is doing all that kind of like you know lasci- lascivious stuff and bart millhouse have him over but they're they don't know none of the kids still they don't know what any of is going on they're you know james Conn's like we're just gonna go play backgammon with with miss krabappel and 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 bart's like i don't know what you, i don't know what you mean okay <laughs> it's, it's yeah that's nice okay So, uh, once
1: James Conn and Mrs. Robobo go off to do what adults do that the kids don't understand yet, thankfully, uh, we go back to the competition uh, where, like Harvey said before, the other competitors were just mean. Now they're actively sabotaging her. Mm -hmm. Fish scales?
2: Stop! You're tainting my entry! Oh, I'm uh, so sorry. It was, uh, how you say, um... Done with a malice aforethought, yes? You did it on purpose? No, 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 my English, is not so good. I was, uh, how you say, uh, uh, ruining your food, so I win, yes? <sighs> Why is everyone at the bake-off such a meanie bobini? These muffin-huffin' batter biddies can smell weakness a mile away. Weakness name March! Why can't everyone just play fair? And... Did you just dunk your hair in my mixing bowl? you're weak weak
1: well there you go I
0: so uh, I as we can see agnes skinner's jerk i don't like this man you don't like what about it this is my like here i think this episode is well i think it's largely good i i laugh at it a couple times i think the story holds together you know it's not the best in the world but i think it it tells a story it has character arcs and it wraps up both be a and b plot. I think the pacing is a little strange at times. Whatever. My biggest complaint is this, um, this this one turn. It's not really a turn. It's I think this would have more weight if the other competitors aren't cheating, because that's what I think. That's what this is to me. You know, when I when like the thing is these other competitors are being mean and are cheating and are are they ultimately sabotage marge's food directly right so when marge cheats back and it di- feels justified yeah she she ends up disappointing lisa but it's i go no i'm sorry lisa your mom is at war so she's gotta play <sighs> dirty i don't blame yeah. her you're
1: you're right it would be better if it was just everyone like oh they bump into her or oh they steal the ingredients she needs because that's the way competitions go so it's like the kind of thing where you know marge's Cheating would be an escalation rather than a tit for tat kind of thing.
0: I mean, I like here even make it. I I guess they. I think they were worried about making March too unlikable. And I think I I think that's largely what this is. But in this case, I kind of like the idea that everyone is everyone is mean, and every everyone is rude. I but I kind of like the idea that they are, but they are still better. That that their food or not even better. But intimidating like you Mm -hmm. and like and you get some of that even like when Marge eventually gets into the, the, the room with all the finished food. Most of it looks really, really good. And I think that is enough when Marge maybe just go at Marge's insecurity and Marge is being is worried that she's not good enough, that her food isn't good enough. And I think that's enough to t- make her cheat. And I think then when she cheats, it makes her, like, it seems like, oh, Marge, don't do that. You don't need to. You shouldn't. And that makes, and then then that makes me feel more like Lisa, you know? I actually feel like Lisa in that instance where I'm like, I, I along with Lisa, would be disappointed in Marge. Like, oh, come on, Marge, you don't need it. Don't do that. Even mm-hmm. if you, it's better if you lose, like, cleanly. Yeah, everyone's a jerk, but it doesn't mean you need to do this. Don't, don't go down to that level in this case it's just like oh they're cheating too they're throwing fish scales in her food they're dunking their wigs in it they're burning yeah. her, they're burning her hot dogs like yeah of course yes cheat yes do what you gotta do you gotta get your face on that on that uh that flower bag or whatever yeah
1: otherwise it's gonna be hitler <laughs> i i what is that? I I'm, I forgot that in the clip. I wanted to comment on that. I'm just like, oh, my God.
0: Really? Well, uh, okay. I, it's not. I don't want to bother. Really. It's just confusing. Like, why is the, Hitler is the person she jumps to? Marge jumps to oh, Hitler. No. It's strange. It's very strange. But I think that's the thing. I don't mind this ultimately. I think it's fine. But I think it would be better if it was a little bit cl- like a s- little bit cleaner because I don't really empathize with Lisa in the end. I I like I go I I'm more like Yo, Team Marge. Yeah, cheat definitely get that medicine out. That's true because
1: basically this is just Marge uh, stooping to their level, which I think is the point. Is everyone is uh, supposed to say Oh, Marge should not stoop to their level because she's better than that? And in this case, in a competition like that. No, like there's no, it, it doesn't make Marge any better to not stoop to their level. So I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Go Marge. You just did what they did. And you just did it better than them. So screw them. They were jerks in the first place. Yeah. So uh, we then get to see that all the other parents are mad about what Bart has been telling the kids. Uh, they don't understand it. And neither do the kids. They're just repeating what Bart has told them from old episodes of Play Dude. Apparently Ralph wants to go on the pill, <laughs> which just oh two good ralph jokes in an episode one of them doesn't even have ralph being involved <laughs> um so uh we that will come into play later uh but then we go back to marge at the competition and we see Stuart, uh the jerk from earlier uh dumping fire onto marge's dish and catching it on a fire so it completely burns up her dessert dogs Marge does what she can. Uh she's at first despondent, uh, but then Lisa is actually there in the competition with her, which seems a little weird, but okay. It's necessary for the plot, I guess, uh, to inspire Marge to say, okay, I'm gonna do what I can. I'm not, I can't remake this from scratch because there's not enough time, but I can at least make it you know decent. Uh so Marge makes him as pretty as she can, and then uh right as the competition is about to end, Marge has to, you know, do the run and slide underneath the door uh because she is cutting it so incredibly close. Agnes, unfortunately, does not make it. She gets, she slams into the door because I guess she can't stop, which, good, Agnes deserved it. Uh, but when March goes into the room, uh, she sees that all of the entries just are a lot prettier than hers. And this is when she decides that she's got to
2: cheat. These other dishes look so pretty. And those cheaters blacken my sugar wieners. I'd like to give those Betty crookeds a taste of their own medicine. Yes, medicine, baby ear medicine. <laughs> mm. Mm. Even the Pope couldn't forgive this pizza, and he's letting a lot of things slide these days. Don't worry, there's plenty for all of you. Now who's laughing? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Me. I'm laughing. <laughs>
1: Uh so yes, at this point as you could hear, Marge is putting uh Maggie's ear medicine in all the ditches because it will make everyone sick. Uh what she doesn't see is that Lisa is watching her through a keyhole and is obviously very disappointed at this. Uh and with Lisa's sad face we go to a commercial.
0: Betty Crookens is a pretty good that's a pretty good That is good. It's yeah. a good line. I like that a lot. Um So we we gotta we we come back from commercial. It's act three, fifteen minutes and fifteen seconds in. Um Lisa tries to get tries to tell Homer about Mars cheating. He doesn't care because we get, he just wants to meet all the food mascots, and he ends up murdering a Twinkie <laughs> by squeezing out the cream filling, mm-hmm. and he gets uh, he's gonna get killed by all the other food mascots. I I like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't you don't like this, Matt? It's okay. I, I giggle. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I definitely giggle. Okay. I enjoy this. I I don't know. I like the, the, I, I like, I think a lot of the time the cutaway gags can get overwhelming, especially when they're all, you know, all bad. They all, all kind of fall flat. I most of, most of them I think work for me in this episode. Um, I don't think it's it's
1: true. You're saying in our new episode review for this week. Yeah. uh, Patreon to get access to that, uh, that cutaway gags, the Simpsons have been doing cutaway gags for a long time, uh, even before like Family Guy. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Uh, And I think this generally works more than it doesn't. Uh, I would compare this to the new episode this week we're doing uh, is an anthology series of artists or whatever. And I think this cutaway gag is a lot better than the, you know, Carl and Lenny pizza gags kind of thing.
0: Gotta bring up that pizza gang again, Matt. I hate it so much. It's, it's fine. Um, again, I, I, I will point out this episode. is written by Matt Selman. And largely, Matt Selman has... You know, he's currently... He's a co-showrunner, along with Al Jean, in the current uh, current seasons. It has been for a while now. But he's, you know, throughout these past few years where everything's been pretty bad, he's always managed to make episodes better and put a little bit of that the the emotional arcs that we in particular look for in like a lot, um, and that's when that's what the Lisa Marge thing is in this one. We see that Marge is left with only Brandine; they're the only ones left in the competition. Everyone else has been uh, weeded out because their food made everyone throw up because of the ear medicine in it. Uh, but Brandine has made is literally presenting roadkill as as a as her competition and I think this is the other thing that is like this having Brandine here kind of ruins some of the spirit of this.
1: Yeah. Because if Marge was against one of the other mean people, it would have probably been fine. And I feel like it would have been less conflicted, but uh, Brandine didn't she? We didn't see her uh, do anything wrong to Marge. So I, I guess this is more equivocating uh, to Marge where she's like, well, I didn't, I didn't sabotage Brandine's and Brandine didn't sabotage mine. So, I guess I should confess, but I feel like the smart thing to do in this case and the logical thing to do be like, Oh, well I didn't sabotage Brandine's and hers made it in. So now it's me versus her in a clean competition. She only got rid of all the cheaters, but instead she confesses and gets kicked out. And I just, I, I feel like at that point, March, should just been like, all right, now I'm down to the non us two non cheaters and we can have a
0: clean competition. And obviously Marge will win because I would just not, have i i, I would i don't want it to be Bra- brandine as a joke character, and the f- the the food she makes is a joke like it's not like oh brandine, we don't expect much from her and then oh her food's actually great um the only reason Marge didn't poison it is because it looked like roadkill she thought it was garbage um and i I don't know it feels like if there was a legitimate competitor here you, it it doesn't have to be it can be anyone just not brandine like a person like maybe like a like a like mo or like hans Moleman. like like someone who is yeah, not uh,
1: somebody not not yeah or or maybe flanders at the end of the competition anyway just somebody that's, real
0: flanders is that's nice flanders would be good because he would be the non cheater he's the nice guy yeah. he could be he can there's a little bit more there um the same time uh that all this is happening um we have homer confronting bart uh about All about the the treehouse, about the play dudes, and finally giving Bart the talk.
3: Bart, I know a father has no right to pry into the life of his 10-year-old son. But what's going on up here? I'm just
4: spreading the play dude philosophy. hi fives, Norman Mailer, getting
3: some. Uh, um, What do you think some is?
4: Uh, toys?
3: (sighs) I thought I'd never have to do this, but it's time to tell you the facts of life. Do you know what a boob is? Oh, yeah. Good. That'll save us some time. Okay, why do you think your mother and I sleep in the same bed?
4: Because we're poor?
3: Exactly. And we're poor because we have kids. And the biological method by which children are created by a man and a woman is... Ah! Then the man... A woman. Well, it's better they hear it from me now than from their parents when they're old enough.
1: I really like this scene yes. a lot. What? What is worse, Homer giving the birds and the bees talk, or Bart spreading philosophies that the kids don't understand?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, That's the real question. I, I well, I don't think ten is too young honestly i think 10 is fine that's you're that's right that's about when you probably should know yeah that's that's good um i like this scene a lot homer is a dad in it homer is an actual father one bullet point number one with a bullet Mm -hmm. homer is a father in this He is not another child he is not some idiot moron uh oh spaghettios guy He is a dad doing a thing that dads do poorly, but that's what Homer is. Homer is just he does the things that normal people do
1: slightly worse in this episode, which is perfect for Homer.
0: Uh, Matt here. I don't think this is that bad a job. I mean,
1: yeah, honestly, it probably could be a
0: lot worse, quite frankly. not, Matt, there's many parents who never, there's parents who never do this to their children, okay? Never talk to it about their kids. They uh, want the schools yeah, to take care of it, or they just don't want to talk about it at all. They want to just leave it out and let it be. Let their kids be ignorant. So Homer is having the talk with Bart and telling him the truth. There's some good jokes in there about, you know what a boob is, and why do we sleep in the same bed? Because we're poor. Very good. I like both those jokes a lot. Um, it wraps up the B-plot pretty much. And it makes gives Homer and Bart like a connection and Homer and like I don't know, it has a good there's a good laugh in there. It's it's a it's a good nice conversation that is full of jokes. Like they, they they mine it uh for as much as they can, I think. Same point, Homer, we get Homer and Bart pair, we cut over to the other, Lisa and Marge pair, where Lisa reveals that she knows about Marge cheating and is disappointed in Marge.
4: Congratulations, Mom. You seem to have a prescription for success.
2: What a kind yet oddly ominous thing to
4: say. Now, I've got to get ready for the finals. Don't forget your secret ingredient. Cheating! Well, it's not my fault.
2: Lisa, the people on this bake-off are stinkers who pushed me and pushed me like the pushy-wushies they are.
4: Mom, if I don't have you to look up to, I don't have anyone.
2: Look, I'll be a winner with feet of clay. Like Mickey Mantle, everyone loves the Mick.
4: I don't want Mickey Mantle. I want my mom. Hey, plenty of kids are gonna look up
2: to me when I'm
4: Auntie. Whatever it is, right now,
2: people just know me as the wife of a guy who doesn't go to work. Can't you understand that I need this?
4: Huh. <sighs> I guess Dad has to be my hero now. Not if you knew what he's been doing. <laughs>
1: I really like this conversation. I think my problem with it is at the end, Lisa takes away from it that dad has or Homer has to be her role model instead of actually trying to come to grips with what Marge is telling her. And I would have liked to see Lisa go, well, what if mom is right? What if, you know, I I feel bad for mom because like she said, she needs this, but also, you know, this, I I know that this is wrong. And I, this is Lisa's job as I don't want to say the moral center, but of like the ethical, Uh, judge in a lot of the situations in the simpsons and i would have liked to see more of that rather than her immediately abandoning marge
0: the ethical arbiter uh lisa yes yeah it's it's very raw this is like i think that this is really it's very marge being very raw and being vulnerable and i think it, it would have more weight with me if it was if her cheating was if she went a little bit further with the cheating instead of just doing it because everyone else was also cheating. I think that's the, it's the combination of things that kind of weakens. this a little bit along with Lisa's reaction. I mean, Lisa's eight. And I think that's the other thing, like, because Bart is being such a kid in this, I can also buy Lisa being such a kid. And Lisa, I think that's the, again, Matt, I think it is Lisa's being eight. She, and she doesn't have, I think that's what we're looking for is Lisa having a little bit more of that nuanced view. Like when you look at like Lisa the iconoclast, and you know when she has this terrible truth about uh, Jebediah Springfield, and ultimately she decides I'm not going to say anything, um, because it's her him is a as this symbol is more important. Um, nowadays we might I don't know we've had some retro retro, retro uh, retroactive feelings about historical figures and their terrible acts, yeah. but. When Jebediah Springfield's a cartoon character, you know, he's a he was a pirate. He wasn't like a – he wasn't a – let's say a Confederate general. That wasn't Confederate actually, sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that would be a really interesting uh, thing to revisit uh, these days because we're doing that quite so much. Uh, of like, you know, even the whole picture of historical figures is have another episode where Lisa uh, is like, oh, yeah. She was talking to somebody about you know, like, the real Jebediah Springfield. Or Hans Sprungfeld, as it were, uh, and you know, it, it has to come out that oh yes, you know, we can appreciate what you know Jebediah did, while also uh, you know acknowledging the horrible things that he did, because that's that's what history should be is, is you know having all the information. I think that could be a really good episode. Sorry, just so that's like, two episode
0: that. ideas uh, over. Yeah, in, in, we have this podcast already. Um, I think there is just that there's not a lot of nuance and depth to this. It's very much like Marge bad, Lisa right. And I I think it could be a little bit more, but I I will argue that like, um, you could probably take out some of that Homer remodeling stuff and might, you could maybe fit in a little bit more of this. I think that's probably um, fair. I still like this episode. I think just like, just have this one little monologue by Marge is still more character and more development than, you get in a lot of these episodes that we've watched recently especially like yeah. the run that ends last season like there's just nothing not even there's not even a single moment that comes close to just this, this one monologue of marge going like i need this i want to be recognized as something other than a wife to a drunk like you know i and
1: a guy who doesn't go to work
0: yeah exactly like it's the it's it's it hurts like and i think that's it's it's that is good like that is a good thing on its own even without maybe some of the support it could have um we get to the finals where we it's against brandine um marge like is Marge like I don't understand like i are they just presenting the same food again like I don't I also don't like I think I could wish there was a little bit more coherence about what this competition is I guess I'm just we're just bombard I'm I've seen so much food competition shows in my life now. Yeah. I don't think they were as big a thing back then. No, they were not. They existed, but they were not nearly. There's so many. And I think it's just I wanted, like, are they cooking another thing right then? Are they cooking the same thing again right then? I'm not sure. But regardless, uh, Marge is hit by the, the guilt of disappointing Lisa and confesses her crime.
2: I look up to you, because you let me down.
0: That's clever
2: and devastating. Hmm. Stop the competition! I don't deserve to win. I sabotaged all the other entries. Looks like me and Marge are both going to hell. That's where I'll make my move.
4: Then I won with my festive holiday alcohol. I thought it was dead. Mm,
2: thanks, honey, for saving me from myself.
3: And March, you'll always be the best chef in our house.
2: Ah, yeah, BFD. I've had your scrambled eggs, Homer. The secret ingredient is whiskey. Hey,
3: it keeps the kids quiet.
4: Hey, look, the new oven fresh flour bag.
2: Uh, that could have been me. Oh, I wish it had the band. Now that Dean's famous, she does run off with James Carr. But don't you worry, I'm gonna fix his wagon. A toll booth. I hate these things.
0: He gets gunned. Thank I, you I, for not. I just, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of gunfire there, so I just I didn't necessarily need to bombard our, our listeners with a bunch of gunshots in a row, uh, like ten, fifteen seconds of gunshots, because that's that's the end of the episode uh where James Conn gets murdered at a toll booth like Sonny and the Godfather. Um although he says he makes a joke even after he's been shot like forty times about he's gonna fly next time. Uh so maybe James Conn is fine. He probably is fine. Yeah. He, 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 fine. He's he's fine. Um that's that's how the episode ends. We get I clever but devastating. Very good. I like that line a lot. Very good from that. I don't know that it that seems really almost cruel by Lisa though to give her a card that, that says that, yeah <laughs> that's that's woof, okay, I guess Lisa's really upset by Marge's decision to cheat um but that's how the episode ends like it's not perfect, but it still leagues better than the stuff we've been watching recently. It has an A and a B plot, both get wrapped up. It has a lot, a bunch of gags that I I like a lot. made me laugh. It has heart. I'll take this, Matt. If like if my choices are Bart mangled Banner, and this. Oh God, yeah. I'm choosing honestly this
1: a hundred percent of the time. The more we talk about it, the more I realize you're right. I think it just threw me off that the entire first act was getting to the point where oh now we're to the point where marge is actually doing some baking instead of you know contractor and home improvement jokes but you're right the rest of this episode i don't want to say makes up for it but definitely elevates it to a much higher level than we've seen
0: recently yeah it it i, I watch it and i go oh, it has some it has some problems here and there but i i go well, but I, overall i i liked it it was funny and it it told a good story and like I don't really need much else from a Simpsons episode. It makes sense largely too. I think it's, and I, I don't know. It's coherent. It's funny. And it's touching. Like, those are the things I don't like, I don't need, I don't need a bunch of other stuff. Like it's, I have a low bar that pretty much at this point, point. Uh, and this exceeds that pretty handily. Um, we will rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? Nah, it's not broken. It's fine. Nah, nah. it's, it's, it is better than average. <laughs> what well, i'm just starting to think of that i think of, i'm thinking of think i think of think of a uh, futurama gag it's you're better than normal you're abnormal uh that's a futurama yeah. gag there i think there's a simpsons gag somewhere in there about average or is that that was a grade i think it's it's a the, the bart's deep d plus or i forget i think i have like four different simpsons lines in my head trying to, get, but yeah uh we can move on to our next segment it's time for comments from the news group
3: okay here we are dot nerd obsessive
0: the news group is where I look through the know homers.net forum about the time the episode came out and see what people thought of the episode um people liked it man unsurprisingly yeah um it's it's but not very strange not I don't know it, it feels weird to me that like maybe it's just because I am looking for the contrast where like I see episodes that are clearly abysmal and people are like five out of five it was great and i'm like and then now i look at this episode i think it's a good good episode and they're like oh terrible i hate it i'm like what do you mean you hate it why like i don't i don't know what what it what do you want more funny i i don't thought this was funnier than the past few episodes um Five out of five was about 19%. Four out of five, 35%. Three out of five, 26%. uh, But one out of five, six percent. A one out of five. I don't know. Okay. Um, Some reviews. Well, it was very good. It was a step in the right direction, but they still need some work. The best joke was the two years later part because of recent problems my family have been having with landscapers. The Pope joke was funny, too. Here's the thing, Matt. Five out of five, I guess... Yeah, 5 it, out of 5 isn't an I guess ranking. That's like a I I don't know. It, it in literally in this review, it was a step in the right direction, but they still need some work. Then at the end, 5 out of 5, I guess. If you're saying I guess, it wasn't a 5 out of 5. 5 out of 5 is no doubter. It's like, "Oh, yeah, that's great." I'm not even no doubt in my mind. It's it's as good as it gets. Um, not a not okay. Next up. Episode was pretty solid, but nothing really stood out. And the fact that there were two simultaneous subplots seemed to hurt them both and rushed them. Still, there were a few good laughs—the crayon sandwich, the food and cereal mascots. But I think it would have been better if there weren't two subplots. Too much was crammed into it, into it but some of the laughs made up for some of it. Three out of five, B minus. Um, that's see, that grade makes sense, right? Yeah. And then they said, "Ah, there was it was all right, but not nah, you know some things had problems." Three out of five. All right, okay, makes sense. Um, one out of five. Uh, I had to, there weren't a lot of these, Matt, but I did want to pull one to see. Um, it looks like I might be alone on this one though. I personally love Marge and Lisa episodes, but so much of this felt flat for me. It really felt like a family guy episode as it was really wacky and zany. And most of the laughs came from sight gags. Bartster was somewhat interesting, but it really felt like they took something. It would just do a quick cutaway to an, an early episode extended to an entire B plot top everything off. The guest stars were pointless. And it seemed to be there just for the enjoyment of the writers. Gah. Um, yeah. That's not this it, it wasn't zany to me. Like the plot is March in a cooking competition. Is that that zany to me? I don't think that's that zany. Is it? Uh I don't think cooking contest is zany. I would agree. Or wacky. It's our cartoonish. Like I only Briadine is the only cartoonish stuff, but that's the very end. I don't know. Um you're wrong, reviewer from sixteen years ago. How dare mm. you? How dare, how dare. Damn. A Little spooky voice all of a sudden. Um, we can move on, though, to our next segment. It is time for the Listener Question
3: of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow?
4: KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
3: Yellow?
0: Our Listener Question of the Week this week is what is your favorite Treehouse of Horror segment? Tons of great answers. As always, Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, first up,
1: from. Lauren, uh I think it would have to be dial Z for zombies. Just something about this segment stayed with me my whole life. I remember being fascinated and a little scared of it as a child, and I always looked forward to seeing this episode. Plus the scene of brains, brains, and the inspect Homer's had to push him away is still so hilarious to me. Absolutely, Lauren, that is one of the best trials of horror gags. And it's so simple and I'm sure it's been done a million times before, but it was the first time I had ever seen it. I really appreciated it uh from Alex. Uh being big Nightmare on Elm oh, being big on you know, Elm Street fan, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace is still my favorite. A great parody of the films and gave us the classic lousy smarch weather line. Also true. Uh from Benjamin, Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores, he came to life. Good for him. <laughs> uh from Michael, Quoth the Raven, eat my shorts. I love both the animation and the macabre mood of this, whilst it's littered with jokes, also true. Uh from Tim, Citizen Kang, for the terrible yet somehow hysterical impressions of Clinton and Dole. Oh, so very true. Uh, from Gun Griffin, time and punishment just edges out the shinning, both from the same episode. What a time to be alive. <laughs> uh, from Derek, uh, Nightmare Cafeteria is for me with the, Z- the zenith of trios of Horror. It's grotesque. The jokes come thick and fast and are th- that wonderful brand of absurdist Merkin-era humor. Robbie, who's Merkin? Is that one of the writers? It sounds familiar. Really, Matt? I, I this don't pay attention to writers.
0: This is what we're doing? Yes, Matt. Yeah, yes. yeah, it is. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, what makes it so great is that the characterization is barely altered. Edna is Edna and Skinner is Skinner, but now they kill any children. We get to see our characters in a scenario that couldn't play out in a regular episode. That is, to me, the essence of Treehouse of War. It's The Simpsons, but they're plopped into horror scenarios. Like the main show, these episodes really lost their way. Oh, amen. You are absolutely right. Uh, from Holly, uh, The Shining is it for me. The Shining is my *The Shining is my favorite movie. I quote, no TV and no beer make Holly something something and go crazy. Don't mind if I do. I'm going to wahoo, wahoo more often than i should (laughs)
0: that's good man i appreciate appreciate the onomatopoeia there that's very good of course
1: okay uh let's see uh from at hippie two hundred three. uh three house of horror number two for one scene and one scene only ew homer where did you get that ugly thing why at that little shop right over there oh it was over there you'll be sorry fantastic uh from at eid9 uh Homer and the Time Machine. It's probably the funniest trailer so far segment they've done with Homer and, and bizarre alternate realities, him missing out on Donut Rain, and then finally settling for his lizard tongue family. Absolutely. Uh from Matt wastes casts. Uh Shining is the obvious standout, but I have a soft spot for Time and Punishment. Oh no, it's raining again. Uh, from at yes it's Aaron like Robbie feels about separate vocations is how I feel about Treehouse 2 had on a VCR tape for years so it holds nostalgic value even if subsequent ones were better I'll choose Bart's and Nightmare as my favorite but I love them all near equally absolutely
0: Robbie what is yours I mean this is very like it's just Shining. I love the Shining. it's my favorite it's so yeah. good like it's hard to like I want to you know be like my special little rainbow that I am but I just end up saying the Shining because it's so good I love the I I think here, uh, Holly mentioned that The Shining is her favorite movie. That's why she likes The Shining so much. I really don't like The Shining that much. I can respect it, but I like The Shining so much because it makes fun of The Shining so well, and it, it points out a lot of things that I I'm 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 one of the I like the book way more than the movie. I'm even though I don't know it has it's so long. <laughs> It's so long and there's so much dead time in it. I know, it's it's Stanley Kubrick and it's all about visual storytelling. It's about shot composition and the set and all that and design. It all looks great, no complaints. Matt, what's your answer? This was
1: really tough for me um, because, like a lot of people, time and punishment is so amazing. I love it so much. But I think I'm actually going to have to go with The Devil and Homer Simpson just because it is the picture-perfect characterization of Homer of making a deal with the devil for a freaking donut and then trying to outsmart him and then forgetting he outsmarted him and eating it anyway. I love the trial, and I just, I love that at the end, it comes down to Marge already owning Homer's soul. And that, I think, is one of the best examples of a trios of Horror segment because you've got the, the family plucked into a supernatural universe of the great jokes that you have on The Simpsons and the heart that is at the center of the show. It's just, for me, it's the combination of everything that's good about classic year Simpsons.
0: Next week's question is what is your favorite Marge episode? Uh, We're probably going to be doing a lot of these throughout the season, doing favorite character episodes. Um, We've done these before, probably many times, but we get new listeners and I want to give new people a chance to answer a question, or maybe I didn't read your answer before. Uh but this this week's question is what is your favorite Marge episode? I'll post this on our Twitter, which is at Simpsons Pod. You can find this question. Well, let's see. You can email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com or you can answer on our Patreon dot uh, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for two dollars a month. Or oh wait, wait, wait. Patreon, I got our, my plugs mixed up for uh, <laughs> Okay, here we go. Or you can find it on our Patreon's tr- patreon.com slash the simpson show i post the question publicly so you don't have to be a, a patron to answer and see the question next up matt finally my perspicacity Who oh boy move on to our next segment it's time for the no google trivia challenge
3: i am too smart i am too smart S-M-R-T. I mean s-m-a-r-r-t
0: you know, Google Trivia challenges where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. Hey, Matt, we have a charity yet? Uh, Not yet. I'm terrible. It's, we had, you had a whole week to think of a, one place where we could, you know, funnel I know, some. I know. There's certainly, I guess, I think it probably is. There's, there's nowhere, you know, there's no need right now. Everyone's doing okay, right? Yes, everyone's doing okay. There are no problems whatsoever. Give me an easy
1: question, Matt. All right. So your easy question for this week, what brand of dress does Marge get at an outlet mall in scenes from the class struggle in Springfield? Chanel.
0: Yes. Okay. I I'm impre- uh,
1: I was a little worried there for a second, Robbie. I was like, oh, I, I thought I, this was pretty. Well, easy. I had
0: a, I mean, eh, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of uh, fashion brands in my head. And I'm like, I immediately said it's Chanel, but then I'm thinking like, was it a different one? And I'm playing a trick on myself. Cause I do that. And I'm a big dummy sometimes. All right, Matt, your easy questions questions question you only have one you don't have more than no one i have
1: three easy questions probably I, I, no, I, I choose I, that this
0: week. I, i'm gonna say matt these are, these are pretty hard all of them um it's <sighs> pretty tough one yeah. you um in uh who's coming to criticize dinner what is the name of the eclair the french chef makes to kill homer
1: uh eclair it's over one million galleries 10 pounds of butter per square inch um what is it called? The name of it. Ugh. Okay. I should have made okay. this my hard question. You should have. My God. Um. It's French. Is it La you're or
0: you cor- The ba- it, it is La Balme. You're correct. Okay. It's it's really. There's I something thought about a bob. It was the simplest, dumbest name. I thought you, you, you Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, what's the. I can't, I can't even remember it. The... Okay. Let's just go on to your next question
1: while you're having this brain fart. <laughs> no, no. Give me my mean question. All right. Uh what kind of sandwich does Kent Brockman's daughter want that makes her throw a fit in the same episode? Oh god.
0: Um I wanted oh I have no idea. I can I mean I know sandwiches though, Matt, so I can guess a sandwich. Yeah. I can guess a sandwich and it could maybe be right. I feel I feel like she wanted something really I remember it like I wanted this and Ken Rockman's like, I don't have that. Um reminded me of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um Willy Wonka in the chocolate, in the chocolate factory. Not Charlie. Um, <sighs> ham on rye. I'm sorry, Robbie. It's abalone.
4: Oh,
1: I didn't want a bologna sandwich. I wanted an abalone sandwich. Oh
0: God. Ugh. Gross. No kid. That's a, She's a weirdo. What's wrong with her? She's a rich kid. Rich kids like stupid things. That's not. They just like kids. They still like kids. Okay. Your meme question, Matt. What was the headline on the day Homer was born? um oh
1: isn't it uh abnormally large baby born or is that from a different episode
0: tell your final answer go with that final answer you are in the ballpark matt
3: Dang. it
0: is unusually large ugly baby born oh i forgot the ugly part okay well that forgot about was cool. th- i forgot the ugly part
1: yeah nobody goes <laughs> i would have hate to be that guy <laughs> Anyway. Okay. Uh your hard question. What was the original price of marge's dress and the amount
0: she got it for? Uh original price $1200. She got it for $80. You're actually really close, uh but
1: completely wrong. Uh original <laughs> price was $2800 and oh, she got it for 90.
0: $2800. Okay. That's a lot of money for a dress. Huh? That's an insane amount. Like I've bought cars for less than that. It's not. It's not really that much money, for some dresses. There's a way. There's some dresses cost way more than that. Um. Your hard question, Matt. What year was the Springfield Shopper founded? Oh God. Uh, 1942. 1883. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Well. Well, we both got one point again today. We are still tied. Two to two now, man. I'm gonna. I'll ride this till the end of the season. I don't care. I'll do this every time. It's fun with me. My this might be my this might be my strategy. I'm playing prevent. I'm gonna play zone defense. I'm gonna just choke choke out all the points and just keep it really low scoring. It's like '90s hockey,
1: <laughs>
0: incredibly boring but efficient. Um, yes, that's it for trivia. We can move on to our next segment. Segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. <laughs> Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. So, Matt, all's fair in Oven War. Pretty decent episode. It is, it
1: is. And I'm looking at a post-Golden Years ranking, and honestly, I feel like it's going to go pretty high up there. I mean... I think I agree with you. It's It's pretty good. I'm definitely looking above 200, because I think looking at 200 as diatribe of a mad housewife and
0: this is definitely better than that yeah I um agree. Hmm. i think I, i'm looking in the neighborhood of 150 that's what i was gonna say okay
1: ce doe i think this is better than ce doe because there's no canaries in charge of a nuclear power plant <laughs>
0: um it was the canary it's the canary m burns mm-hmm. i think this is better than lisa the skeptic i would
1: probably agree with that um I'm looking in the neighborhood of Homar, uh, I think, um, because uh, I almost feel like it's a little better than the dad who knew too little. Uh, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace is the Christmas episode, right?
0: Yes. Miracle on Evergreen Terrace is the I want to make sure. Yes, that's the one where Bart destroys the the tree accidentally. Right. Yeah. I have an irrational hatred for that, so I'm just going to (laughs) ignore that one. Um, I, it's, I think this is better than homer I, I think I would agree
1: with you. Um, I don't think it's as good as mom and pop art or they save Lisa's brain. I'm not sure about Mo baby
0: blues. I think this is better than Mo baby blues. Okay.
3: I'm
0: um, I'm, I'm thinking about they, they save Lisa's brain. I'm not sure. Oh, really? I want to make, um, again, uh, every now I'm just looking up episodes every time just to make sure that I'm, yeah, that's the Mensa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mensa episode is pretty good Is there a B-plot in the Mets episode?
1: I want to say that's the one where Homer and Marge do a boudoir shoot But I could definitely be wrong about that
0: No, that's it, yeah, you're right The B-plot is the boudoir shoot I think this is below They Save Lisa's Brain I think I agree with you there um, But above Mo Baby Blues I think Mo Baby, I think this is funnier than Mo Baby Blues I think on a definitely. I think Mo Baby Blues has the same kind of like Heart we're looking for, it has character arc And all that um but I think the jokes are stronger in this, I think the gags are funnier. Um but I don't think it's as good as they saved Lisa's brain, which I think does does everything this one does a little bit better, which I think is there you go. Um so one forty five, Matt. I'm good with that. All's fair in oven war. That's a new one forty five on our list right below They Save Lisa's Brain, right above Mo Baby Blues. Number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. Last place on the list meow, is still Codependence Day. At now, number three sixteen, well, 317, excuse me. You need to renumber re- this. Um, now, we have to, another question to answer, Matt, before we can go. And that is a okay. very important question. It is, do we shoot this episode out of the canon? The
4: cannon! The cannon.
0: cannon. I think it stays.
3: I think it's. I think it stays
1: too. Uh, I was saying the same thing because it's. It's not like it's very in character for Marge. It's in character for Lisa for the most part. I think my quibble about Lisa's moral versus ethical stance at the end is the only place where I'm like, eh, I don't know. And I think the B plot, honestly, is one of the best places where you see something where they could have gone way off the rails, but you get a Bart and Milhouse and Homer, especially who are who they are. I I mean, this is, these are the characters that they established in the golden years. There's no jerk ass Homer or incredibly wacky cartoon character, Homer. He's just a guy. And that feels good.
0: Yeah. He's, he is very similar to what I want out of Homer. Like he is an idiot. Like you see that in the remodeling section, section of segment of the show where he's like clearly out of, out of his, uh, his depth. He's just trying to be a, a you know trying to be a, a father but failing, and I think that's that's he's trying though you know he is still a dad he's not a kid, um so yeah I think both uh, both both arcs both plots are I think stay I think both contribute, um we can move up to back to the top of the list and work our way down, uh back through our best episodes until we get everything in here, and that is Homerpalooza. that's where we're at now Matt. Number twenty three in the list, oh. um, where Homer goes on tour with the Smashing Pumpkins, Cypress Hill,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Sonic Youth, Peter Frampton. Do we even have to question this? probably obviously, I mean, this I, am, I mean, it's I, great. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just presupposing an argument, Matt. I'm not necessarily going to say yes or no right away. I just want you. I'm oh. maybe, I, maybe I want you to just open up that big brain of yours. Um, yeah, I, absolutely, it's part of the canon. Um, Homer was is great. I love Homer Palooza. It it's an episode about being cool and what what that is. Mhm. And it's also about Homer, if Homer is if Homer is cool, you know, and if that matters. And I, and about how Homer feels about being cool. And I think that's it has all those questions and it's really funny, very quotable. Still Homer Simpson smiling politely and I used to be with it and then they changed what it is. It was, yeah. Yeah. All very very good. Um so yeah, obviously a part of the canon um our next episode Matt we I've been forgetting to do this maybe it's just I don't want to look too far ahead but our next episode is sleeping with the enemy sleeping. this is Marge adopting Nelson oh yes 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 and Lisa having body image issues Ugh. okay so we'll see I think I've seen this maybe I'm not sure I don't think I have actually. I think I've read about this. Episode oh before, wow! Okay, but I've never. I don't think I've actually seen it. I look forward to your input. <laughs> That's nice. Though. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. I feel so. I feel so cherished and loved. I look forward to your input. Um, that'll be next time next week. Uh, again, watch along with us if you like. Um, we've had to. We got. We got to. Maybe we'll continue our run, Matt. One we've got to get upset. Maybe the next one will be good too. Maybe right. It's possible. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you can find all this stuff on our website. It's simpsonsshow.com it has links to everything. To our social media, to our RSS feed, to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, we'd really appreciate it. Really uh, help pay for hosting and support us. We love you. All you do people do that. Um, you can find this list. You can also you can find me. There you go. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman and my website is RobbieDorman.com where you can find links to all my other podcasts. hates boys comic sour, it's about comic books, serial Finesse, it's about nerdy things with my friends. Cartoon Graveyard. It's about old cartoons. A lot of fun. Uh and find links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, War on Halloween, is a story about a family fighting for Halloween in a town controlled by a sinister reverend with secret occult powers. It's a great, fun, spooky, uh, har- horror Halloween story. If you're looking, if you're in the in the market for one of those right now in this spooky season, you find it on Amazon. Read free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. Uh, I know that during the pandemic
1: we have all had <laughs> rough things, and you know what makes you feel better about the rough aspects of your life? Kittens. And it turns out that we have six little kittens that uh, will be needing homes very soon, and it turns out they're very cute. They're also ravenous monsters. So if you want to see six uh, horrifying monsters in the form of cute kittens, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-A-T-T-I-N-T-R-N-S, uh, and just watch them grow up to be
0: even cuter little monsters. Kittens are cute. I'm not going to debate that. hmm But that will call yeah, it... very <laughs> uh, Maybe when maybe you don't have six at a time at... Mm, well, unfortunately, that's just how many
1: you get in the litter sometimes.
0: Well, strange you say that. Yet I have two right now, and there were four of them, and we got two. We only got two of the four. How dare you split up a family, you monster! We kept two of them, brother and sister together. <laughs> I know, I'm just screwing with you. We're not, we're not crazy people who have 45 animals in our house at the same time. I mean, it hasn't gotten above 20 in a while. Oh boy? I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and I keep watching this as. A... 嘘